Hey everyone, and welcome to Q&A session 22. I'm your host, Joel, and I'm here with Brett. Welcome back to Q&A sessions, everybody. The sessions you've all been asking for. <laughs> the session you've all been waiting for. No one's asking. No one's asking. getting it. <laughs> how are you going? I'm good. How are you? Good. You like? Do you, I was going to ask you this. Do you prefer recording these or the main episodes? Uh, the main episodes. Really? Because I think we can just go off topic. This is like we're kind of... I reckon we go off topic more in We these. do. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's less stressful, the other ones. The other ones are less stressful. I feel. Oh, see, I feel like they're, I feel like this is a bit more of a license to just take the piss and yeah. muck around. I feel like our last episode, the main episode, was our best one yet. <laughs> We're getting better. <laughs> Me and you, our egos are so big. Every time we do an episode, we go, that was the best one. I yeah. know. <laughs> we, for the listeners, like when Brett and I finish recording and we like, you know, do that, like, all right, thanks, mate. See you later. And then obviously that's just to pause the episode and then once we do it, we look at each other and we just go that was fucking so good <laughs> every time <laughs> <laughs> no that's a joke apart um, from the one after New York half marathon with Pat Tiernan yeah, yeah that's just because fucking Pat was super boring he's only 2.11 on us so <laughs> did you see <laughs> did you see Pat I commented um, on his Instagram saying uh if you shaved your legs, it would have run sub 209. And he replied to it going, this comment is my submission to things we've seen on Instagram this <laughs> yeah. week. I think a few people submitted that photo too. Yeah, they did. The segment. Too. He's near shave those things, doesn't he? <laughs> Big hairy caterpillars. Yeah. Um, the blue line. Yes. Finally announced. The big things finally arrived. We've just come. It's uh, it's Wednesday afternoon now. So this will be coming out in just over 24 hours. And we've just released the branding on the Grattan House Instagram. A few, few weeks before the first... Um, for the first article comes article out. Article come out, yeah. So thanks to Fergus Cargill um, for the des- the branding design there. Um, looks pretty clean. Yeah, nice. for those that don't know, the blue line is what is on the road at major marathons. And yeah. a lot uh, yeah, a lot of marathons. So it's kind of the shortest route to to the finish line. So yeah. um, that's where the name came from. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't explain that, did we? First, no. We haven't explained that at all. Other things, so we're going to announce a, a few more things rather than like dump all the information in the first in, uh, the, in the first spot. We are going to spread it out a little bit, so we're going to release like who the the uh, writers are in in the coming in the coming weeks. Um, but you can head to thebluelineinsubstackcom to sign up to the mailing list there. So that will just take it'll just prompt you to um, sign sign up. So chuck your email in there and await for the big things coming. <laughs> <laughs> what is space? <laughs> um, oh, another little bit of housekeeping. Something funny that we forgot to read out in the last uh, in the last episode. So, if you for the listeners that listen to the recap. Brett's London Marathon recap, or you hundred thousand, um, we talked about the guy who sprinted off at the start and how long was he in the front for Brett? Two and a half minutes, I think yours. Two, yeah. yeah. So he was he sprinted out in the beginning and we talked about that and we thought it was quite funny. And the best thing about having this podcast is, you know, when we talk about something like that, we get someone um, somewhere around the world. Who's mates with the Who's someone, mates with yeah. the person, yeah. Um, so Will just wrote in and said, Joel, listener from the UK here, and he's in brackets another one because we were saying <laughs> how it feels good that we got lots of listeners from the UK. He said, that fellow that sprinted at the start of the marathon you were talking about is one of my mates. He bet someone one day that he would lead the London Marathon. So he spent about six years training to get the sub two-hour 40 championship entry. 
Then he made good on his bet and led the race for about two minutes and 30 seconds. He carried on at about three minutes 40 per K for the first 10K, but then completely blew up in brackets, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Jogged it in uh, and finished three hours 20 or something. He said he's very done with marathons for now. Uh, so funny. Six <laughs> years of training for that moment. <laughs> for the, just two and a half minutes. Talk. <laughs> but to be honest, I've seen like heaps of um, like Instagram. Yeah, talking, like, talking, talking about, about it. Yeah. yeah, It was the one thing my sister said. She yeah. was like, did you see the guy at the front? So he's at least yeah. he's getting it. was like one of my mates sent it to me and then I'm like, Mate, do you realize I'm in that video? Like, I'm only five meters behind yeah. me in that video. And he's like, oh, no, I didn't see her. I was like, <laughs> who was that? Corey Tran. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Friend of the podcast. Yeah. Um, he's going to love it. He got another mention. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, kick straight off. As always, we say this This goes without saying. Plenty of good questions. Plenty of shit plenty ones. Plenty of shit ones. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Bondo Sands. <laughs> no one's realized that that isn't our actual, actual tan. So I'm... I just can't believe people that listen to Brett and I and know that, you know, our sense of humor, we generally are just taking the piss all the time. When we post something like that, how do people think we're serious? Yeah. Looking at you, Fergus Cargill. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hamish McEwen asks, best long run routes in Melbourne? Uh, I, I think Fernie probably. Because I'm into Fernie at the moment. But I don't like Yarra Flats is that... Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about this we've before. T- we have talked about this. But that, we get new lessons all the time, so yeah. we've got to readdress it. Yeah. I don't like parts of Yarra Flats. Parts I do like. Yeah. Um, but, parts I don't. I'd probably like more if I started from... Uh, w- what's past Yarra Flats? West of Holtz. West of Holtz. Oh, yeah. If you go, I'd probably West like that more, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. You can go... And you when can, you go like out to like the orchard and stuff. Yeah, like yeah, that's, that's I think I like that more than uh, Yarra Flats. The Yarra Flats. But Yarra Flats a bit too... It's like... It's suburbia wrapped yeah, up it in is. a few yeah. gum trees. Yeah, that exactly. Makes you think, yeah, you don't feel like you're in the bush. Yeah, when uh, and I like the Yuyangs too because you feel like you're in yeah, the so bush I've there. Never been but to it's you. only oh, I have it's not it's not long enough. Yeah, oh, look, I agree. Fenny Creek is one of the best places, most beautiful and picturesque places to run, I especially think, in, in the, the summer. World. In summer, it's a bit yeah. cooler and when yeah. the sun's shining like through the fields. Yeah. Like I love the rainforest, so it's um it's great. Tell you what that. Out and, even though it's out and back, but the Warburton Rail Trail. That's, it's good, yeah. It's but again, really I think nice. it's one of those ones where we do it once or twice a year, so it's really like... Yeah, really special. special. But, yeah. but if you go on in there, yeah. Every a, week. A, a better question, Hamish, would be what is the worst long run route in Melbourne? And you just need to ask Stu McSwain because he does it every single Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> the city loop. The city loop. Which the city is, loop. It's I don't sucks. know what it is. Half laps Albert Park and turn around. Like, yeah. yeah. It's so bad. But, but I think... Also, the ones that we're talking about have hills as well. So That's it's probably why we like, like we think we get a lot out of those yeah. long runs. Like we're not it's going not there. just picturesque. It's yeah, we're not going there to try to run um, like a quick pace or anything like that. We're going no. there thinking we're getting strong from these runs probably. For sure. Um, I do like Capital City. I really do like that. Yeah. To, to close it, 30K, it's something sort of like it's an achievement where you yeah. like you run the, you know. Yeah, I think they're both. And like the, I Melbourne. guess we also do that Westgate loop as well, mm. which is uh, good. But I think that like Capital City in that's convenient because you're in the, you're starting from your house. For sure. Um, and you usually run a bit quicker. Yeah. So it's a bit different than going to Fernie. Like it's funny when you go to Fernie like, and your pace is 30 seconds a K slower. Yeah, but exactly. But you're actually absolutely buggered at the end. Yeah. 
I just while you were speaking, then I just had a thought. We should have we should have created this podcast at the beginning. It was like one of those interactive choose your own adventure options, and it's yeah. like, are you from Melbourne? And it's yeah. like yes, and then they get that answer, and it's like no, just skip the next. Like everyone from overseas is listening to that. Just going, true, shut yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if I can relate to anyone else's. What are you gonna do? Pick. A, like, oh yeah, what's your right. who else? Okay, who else we got from here? Well, UK people. Okay, obviously Bushy Park, um, <laughs> New York. Obviously Saint Park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> Sydney, Centennial Park. That's <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> it is shit. Um, I think we we de- definitely have. We are a Melbourne. You know, we're Melbourne boys, so we it is our hometown. But we are spoiled for choice with running in Melbourne. Like it's one of the best places to run. It definitely is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so. Wherever you live, I think you're not far away from, from getting a good run. Yeah. It's just the somewhere. way the city's planned. Yeah. Yeah. Even like for my easy runs when I run like run along the Yarra. Yeah. It's like so good. But that's but because then, you also now living in Hawthorne, you're in that perfect spot where you can go either south side or north yeah, side. Yeah. Whereas if you live in north side, you're pretty much stuck to those. And if you yeah. live in south, you're pretty much stuck to those. Um, anyway. Anyway. Progressing on. Georgia Thomas Four. Would Brett be interested in running Berlin Marathon instead of going back to London again? Um, uh, no, probably not. I, I really like London, but I think if you look at anyone that ran Berlin, everyone blew up. Yeah. I think like it's because the race is so fast because you have Kipchoge gone for a world record and everyone goes there to run quick as. So you have people gone way too quick and blowing up. Like yeah, the guys that ran... 208, 209, all went through in 6230 yeah. or something like that. They're all blowing up. Crazy. And, um, even like Kipchoge obviously slowed down, but he did go crazy pace. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't really think it's a good race for most people because yeah. it's just like if you want to run like, yeah, there's no, there's no like real good packs and, and, um, and more, yeah, more conservative runners there. Everyone's like really aggressive and just hidden hope, really. Yeah. But, um, London, I don't know. I, I kind of like know the people from London You've now. Special, it's a special place. Yeah, it's there. like, and like my coach knows like London a lot better. Yeah. So it's just, it, it does help. We, we train in London as well. So it's it's always easy for us to, to go to that race. Um, yeah, so I, I would say I'll, I'll always prefer to do London yeah. over Berlin. London over, over most, to be honest. Sick. Yeah. There what you would you, if you wanted to do one, what would you do? Uh Mainly based on, I know this is this is uh, typical me, but when you were talking about the crowd size in London, how you said it was like ten deep, like pretty much the whole way. That's a big thing for me. I feel like I yeah would, I would lift knowing that's, that's what I heard about. Attention seeker. Yeah, I heard Berlin is a bit different like that. Like you have like sections of the people, but yeah. it's, it's not like it's and like, it's like the start and finish is ridiculous. But then you got. P- parts in the middle is like not that many people around. I, I wasn't there, but that's just what I heard. So yeah, um, I think I would like. I definitely would like to do. Look, like, well, that was supposed to be my first marathon ever. Was supposed yeah. to, no, actually Chicago, Chicago wasn't it? Was, yeah. yeah, fuck, I don't know. I don't know what Chicago's like, but but I'm I gonna know. go. I've definitely. I doubt I will. Like I sort of have to. I will have to do a smaller marathon first to yeah. like prove myself before I can get on a start line or something like London. Yeah, yeah. Um, and now there's yeah a bunch of questions here towards you, Brett, because obviously you've just run. London, um, Benny Koob's ultra runner asks, what is Brett going to change in this training, shorter sessions or longer runs? And what he's talking about there is in response to our discussion in the last episode about your next six 
to eight weeks, six weeks? How many weeks? I'm, um, I'm mixing up Izzy's six-week block. So you got yeah, nine Yeah, I've weeks. got like uh, by, by sun, on Sunday it's seven weeks. Seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. so in between. To um, a Fuku work Yeah, so um, yeah, at the moment I'm just getting back into training. I'm doing a threshold and then I'm threshold actually, tomorrow? Yeah. I'm actually going to water park on Saturday and doing some hill sprints. Actually. Yeah. yeah. So kind of get a little bit of that faster um, stuff back in the legs and just making sure I can still run quick, which I think I can. Like I don't feel like I'm slow at the moment. And then, um, yeah, we'll get back into normal sessions. Like I was speaking to Nick about it yesterday. I'm not going to do like the whole big block. Like I might do like three or four weeks of kind of that training. Yeah. Um, I also spoke to him about doing maybe longer a longer session as well. Like at the moment I do 20K worth of reps where I kind of want to do one where I'm running like 30K. Of reps. Of reps. Yeah, so it ends up being like 40K a day. Yeah, yeah. But um, just because like when I do get this um, like stitch, it's coming on at say 26K yeah. um, where I've only gone 20K of reps. For sure. So I know you can't just go and run like yeah, hard all the time. But um, if I – but like maybe it's just – those muscles or my diaphragm is getting tired. Well, you or might some, blend like a uh, blend that sort of marathon session and a long run in like you know, yeah, yeah. Surely just, you're not going to do like a forty k Friday and then forty k Sunday long run. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but Maybe like, yeah, I don't know. It's um, but to be honest, I don't find these like what I do at the moment. I don't find the training that hard mm. anyway. So like, I I do feel like I have room to do more. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think if I do something like three by ten k or a thirty k, where I'm running like the first ten k at three fifteens and three tens and three or fives yeah, or like something, and the, yeah, progress it down. So then I do get that whole thirty sounds, minutes. Of, <laughs> sounds just as I'm thinking about it. it. Sounds brutal. Yeah, but it's what you need, right? Yeah, it is. And getting... and I I also feel like when I get past like the half marathon in a marathon, I'm like, uh, it's unknown. Territory. It's unknown. Yeah, yeah, it's like a foreign feeling and. Because usually, like I've either raced, um, to and stopped at halfway, but that's a different because you know you're about to stop. Where yeah. in a marathon you're going a bit easier and you know you got another, you're only halfway, For sure. and it's like oh, I'd love to have a ninety second jog here or something like that, and then start again. Where you mentally you don't get that. So yeah, yeah, that's probably I'll I'll, I'll say be kind of normal sessions. Get into yeah, I want to get a. Back to doing 35k runs. Yeah. Um, at Fernie, I have to see how my Achilles is because it's still, still there, and I just know if I, if I do hills, it could flare it up. So I'll just have to see. If not, I'll just be on the flat. But yeah, at least you know me. that the Achilles, like if it does flare up, you know not to sort of push through it. So if it's sort of yeah, you know, if it start, you start feeling it in a thir- in one of the long ones, you'd probably just be like, oh, I'm going to go back and go run on the flat. Yeah, bit. you're not going to try and push through it because you know that it will. Yeah, oh, I think now as well, I know how to manage it. Like I know, like I kind of been cutting out the back of my shoes. Yeah, and when it was sore, if I iced it after, <laughs> we're getting invaded. Yeah, There's I know. Literally, been like 19 helicopters going over. Planes going over. Sorry um, if you can hear all the buzzing. Uh, do your job. Cut it out. Yeah, I mean, and then I was like icing my heel, and that I found that really helped. Helps, yeah. So I'll, yeah, I have to, too much, I have to get back on that because I mean, a bit lazy, a bit lazy. the last yeah. few weeks, and no wonder it's a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Curtis McSquirtus <laughs> says, Do you have any tips for post marrow recovery and easing back into training? Um, 
Yeah, I think it's we like... We did definitely talk about that. I suppose just go back and listen to last week's... Tra- <laughs> the what I did, yeah. Episode, yeah, yeah. what you did. I think you... Uh, yeah, you need a mental break as much as a physical break. But so I would just, yeah, what I like to do is just have feds off and then just start doing easy runs when I feel like it. But like, if you don't feel like going for a run, don't go for one. Yeah. And just, and then eat a lot of food, eat the things you may have not been eating during uh, during marathon training. Yeah. I've, I've been going Macca's drive through most days. I'm still, I still can't. Like now I'm like, I'm back in training. I still. Be gone through Macca's drive through, so yeah, that's um, all right. It's yeah, and then just fueling your body. Your body's still recovering. Yeah, it takes it takes a while. You know, but do you remember that? I really, I'm not sure I believe in this, but there's that uh, that old saying of racing. If you race on the road at max effort, it's one day for every kilometer. Yeah, I thought it was one day every mile, but every mile, true. Yeah, but still, so that's 26 days. We we're promised to train hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've but, got one of my athletes. So there's a couple of them. I'm not going to mention their names, but. Uh, yeah, just like not recovering, definitely not doing what they need to do um, recovery-wise. Like they're just running too much and it's just like it comes from them being, you know, whether it's it's like insecurity of thinking you're going to be unfit or from like the, the deload into the race. Um, and what I've tried to get them to like understand is even like it's injury might not be the, the thing that you're worried about, but you can get – you can be like – cooking yourself without realizing and then in a few months time when you're trying to run really really fast and you're just feeling flat in sessions and then you look back and well you never really gave yourself a chance to recover um and that, i just think yeah it's so it's so important that's why like I, I really push for most of my guys to have like a week totally off and then a week of just like you know optional sort of jogging and then that gives them a good two weeks ahead and then we start progressing into more consistent running yeah, and that's one thing like I've tried to be careful with is not just because I know I've got this race coming up. But even to be honest, but, elites make the same mistake. Well, that yeah, Izzy, Izzy was saying that she goes, "Oh, I've, you know, I felt good, and I feel like I'm not, um, you know, I was doing a 30 minute run, and I feel like that's, you know, I'm so used to training and this, yeah, and, that, and yeah. I was sort of like thinking, like that's the sort of mentality which you know that's old Joel mentality which would get you injured. Yeah, right? I think there's something good about getting a bit unfit as well because then you yeah. can like feel progression again yeah where i think like for us where like you never feel like you're progressing like you just kind of get well <laughs> what's this us? you go up and down but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like once you like do a lot of training for you just sure. kind of everything feels the same it's not like you're feeling yeah. you don't re- really feel um it's been a while since i've been like that yeah but <laughs> you either feel like tired or not tired you don't feel like you're getting better every week really yeah um where i think if you have those down weeks and then get back into it you can feel yourself actually Click, start, things starting to click again, which yeah. is good. But yeah, I don't know. It's uh, take it easy and listen to your body. Yeah, for sure. There's no yeah. Shouldn't put a, a time frame on things, but yeah. Um, one here from lightknife.jpg. This is the last one focused on you, Brett. How do you force down enough carbs before a big race? Um, yeah, it, it can be pretty hard. It's I think you just have to. Like you just have to do it. Like yeah. your body needs it. So yeah, it's uh, it's really, it really like I don't know. Sometimes you feel sick, especially when you're eating like like a fuckload of rice, and it's yeah. just not that good. But if you can find something good like to put on it, like I like having soy sauce, which helps. Yeah. Um, Either <laughs> pick 
you're a savoury person, soy yeah. sauce, you're a sweet person, bit of Nutella. <laughs> <laughs> or popcorn. Or, po- or popcorn. <laughs> um, I definitely find, like, I haven't done the carbo load for a marathon, like, but I've definitely, I try and carbo load, like, on a smaller scale for um, halves. And I find that eating, like, everything is fine except the morning of the race. Like, I yeah. like eating a lot, but it's that morning of the race when you wake up That's early nerves and, as well. And it's nerves. Nerves and, and being... Trying oh. to eat at 3 a.m. or whatever. Yeah. It's not uh And your body easy. actually digests slower when you're n- nervous yeah. and stressed. So if you're really like stressed and you, you know, you eat early in the morning, you can just feel it like sloshing around stomach. Yeah. I hate it. Um, uh, And I think when you do do like a 48-hour one, uh, the, the second day is always hard because you're already full. True. To the broom and then you're eating more. But I actually found doing the carb depletion made it a lot easier. Yeah. Because you're and, starving. Y- yeah, oh, and so I was like, boring. I was enjoying, uh, like, I was looking forward to the cup of load, but yeah. sometimes I dread it because I'm like, oh, this is kind of sucking all this food. Where I was like, eating, I was like, yeah, this is, I'm actually doing this easier this time. Like, yeah. I was counting how many carbs I was having. I'm like, yeah, I can do this easier. I could even do more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that helped. But yeah, I don't know if that's for everyone doing the depletion because it makes you feel, the days when you are doing the depletion, you feel so shit that it's like, for not, sure. Not worth it as well. Yeah. Um, from good underscore practice, do you think trail running slash ultra running is a different skill slash ability than road running or track running? Um, so this is, yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, we've been asked stuff like this before. I think you have to separate trail running slash ultra running. So, because my answer yeah. differs. Yeah. So I feel like ultra running is a whole different ball game and – um, it's really, you know, it's it's an endurance sport. Like if we're talking like, you know, 80K, 100K and stuff, like that's like double marathon. And they're, they're not often, you know, often they're on trails and stuff as well. Mm, so yeah. they're like incredibly difficult. Um, and I think that's not necessarily skill-wise, but it's an ability that you have to train, an endurance sport. Like no one can just rock up to 100K and just get it done. Right? I you think it's to, a different system. It's a different Ener- system. Energy system what we use For mostly, sure. So. But I do think... Every single trail runner will hate me saying this mm. and I almost feel like I will would have to come out and prove it. But I feel like we being, you know, pretty pretty good runners, the trail often the people like winning the trail runs and stuff won't do the, you know, the road races and stuff. But it's like if we're running, you know, low sixties for a for a half marathon on the road and the trail running person can't break, say, sixty eight or something. And then it's we a go, good buffer. And we go to a we go to a trail run. It's like it's going to be pretty hard for them to drop me unless it's like a really crazy trail where you're jumping over rocks and it's very very hard. But it's like I've done trail racing. So like we're, we're all pretty good at cross country too. Yeah, right. And we run on trails. We run on trails. It's yeah. not like it's just this sort of thing where like I feel like the trail runners they sort of have this like height and you know they're like you know oh I'm real rough and real tough. and it's like yeah but. We can go. And I know it sounds confident. I know it sounds confident. It's like, well, we can just we can probably go just in our normal flats and stuff and do the trail run faster than you guys. And I, <laughs> I know they're listening now, <laughs> and they're going to be going that arrogant fucking prick. So what I'm probably going to have to do is enter a trail yeah, run over yeah. summer and prove it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I we used to go on training camps in uh, San Diego or near San Diego up on the Pacific Crest Trail, which yeah. is not a running, like it's it's a hiking trail that's it's pretty rough. Yeah. And we used to do all our runs, just do like thresholds on it, run yeah. like low three-minute Ks. Um, and I think we were fairly good at it. Yeah. So I, I do think 
if we did do a, a race. Obviously, we had to train a little bit on For it. For sure, just you to make have to sure. do a bit, yeah. But it's even like the mountain run. I remember when I was like, honestly, I would have been like 12 and I made the like Australian junior um, mountain run. I did this mountain running thing and I did like, I like won it by, you know, and there were all these people there that were doing it that I'd never raced before. But it's like the guy who's going to probably win the junior cross country is probably going to win that, you know, mm. right? <laughs> I really sound like an arrogant wanker right now, but it's sort of, yeah. You do have to do a, do one to prove yourself. Yeah. Wait, mate, you're saying ah. the same thing. You're, you're doing it with me. It all, yeah, and I think, and the, by the way, we're just talking about trail running and I'm talking about fairly basic trail running here. Like if it's some crazy, you know, like marathon over, it's like, no, that would be, that mm. would be insane. But yeah, can't wait for the inbox to get lit up after that answer. <laughs> but I think ultra running, uh, a whole different ball would game. be very different. A whole different. Uh, just like doing those hundred k or hundred yeah. miles. What's that one that they do in? Uh, you know that one in Europe? Um, and it's like it was just on. It was just on there. Like the, the twenty. It's twenty four hour I one or something so. like that. Yeah. And the footage. Like there's the guy that um the they're most mostly they're climbers. There's yeah. the guy who does that. Well, he was on. You know oh, the one. Who did that? Um, oh, Should have done a research. Should have done the research. Uh, people know he's really famous. He's got like over a million followers. He's sponsored yeah. by Red Bull and he's like a professional climber. And he's on yeah. that documentary, not like the North Face or whatever it was called. Um, and he does it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, it's 24-hour like trail yeah. run. And they're running like, yeah. But that's also like huge mountains they're running up yeah, and down as yeah. well. Yeah, it's, cra- it's, it's yeah. crazy. So certainly if I was to go do something like that, I would DNF it without a doubt. Yeah. I know what we would probably do is go out too hard. Yeah. So a good example of that is um, a runner named Marty Dent that I used to train with when I was a kid. Yeah. He went to 2012 Olympics for the marathon, I think 212 guy, and he decided one, one year he was going to try to break the Australian 100K record. Yes, and did right. it at Stromlo around a, a 1k road loop, and he's he had to run like 345s or something. Like that. First k was like 312. Yeah, and then but then by 80k or 70k he could barely run. Yeah, and then didn't finish. Well, what that 312 doesn't come out of your legs. Nah. It's nah. so. And I try and I tell this to my own athletes who are running the marathon. It's like say they want to hold four minute k's. If they do a 340 first k, that is setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. Just run four minute Ks. That's yeah. the whole point. It's it's, so, it's easy to sucked in in those things, but you right. really have to. It's like a four ten is better. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. Because Lose once, a bit of time, you, once you've yeah. done it, it's it's um yeah. Um, a big anonymous question here that came into the inbox. Um, obviously, an Australian track and field fan says, with the summer track season coming up, you know, two months away is uh, Zatopec on December fourteenth. How healthy do you think the Australian track program is? As an outsider, I look at it and wonder why we can't get more fans along to things like the Melbourne Track Classic. I was there this year and there was barely a couple of hundred people there. Do you think we need more big races where the fields will be deeper or do you think we need to look at private organisations and like events companies, promoters and stuff to deliver big meets rather than the governing bodies such as Athletics Victoria, Athletics Australia, et cetera, Um, and, you know, followed on that saying Australia has great depth at the moment. I look at meets in the US um, like Portland, you know, the Portland track stuff, sound running, and they can get a couple of thousand people watching on uh, the pay-per-view. And then I see like, you know, the night of 10Ks in the UK where they get a pretty incredible crowd um, and I feel like we don't get either. What is your guys' opinion on this and how do you think, you know, how do we rectify this Um, or do you think that, Aussie track and field is in 
this like the, the space it, it the place it is now for you know yeah it's hard i think um I don't think that whoever's doing these races is doing a good job. Mm. Like they, if you look at um, sound running, like it, it, people know it's on. There's like yeah. there's stories behind the each race and story behind athletes, and it's like a big like promotional thing about it, and it's like exciting for people. So they, people want to go watch it. They they also they get good athletes go. So there's I think there's two things you, you need. You need to have uh, good athletes. Yeah. But to get them, you need uh, either money there. Yeah. Or uh, opportunity to run really fast for sure that's like sound sound running it's like um there's they're gonna have paces and people run fast so you can go and qualify for world champs or whatever so that gets good athletes there then people come watch that yeah um yeah at the moment like like melbourne track classic is like it used to be kind of good now it's so shit like i feel like a strat like uh, yeah i was thinking about this question in quite like a lot of detail i feel like in the whole of australia the city that is the most the, the running is the biggest is Melbourne, you know, um, just based on like how you know I just I just think it is, um, and then we are what's the biggest sport in Melbourne AFL and it's like so consuming that you know the the media is just it's like you open up the the sport in the paper and it's like twelve pages to like I I cannot wait. To uh, hopefully it's you breaks the Australian marathon record, and I can't wait to see what little small little <laughs> yeah, spaces yeah. that's going to get right. And it's like a lot of, you know, in America, like track and field is so big through like yeah. the college system and stuff. And it's like I think we'd honestly be better off if there was like some huge big international five k in the city of Melbourne on the road. Yeah, right. It's probably going to draw more of a crowd. I just think it's it's unfortunate, but I feel like yeah, track and field is just a little a little bit dead in um. In Australia, yeah, but like, but then when you look when we had Nitro, like obviously, because yeah, Usain Bolt was there, it's why why everyone comes. Like no one else right. gives a fuck about who. There else is a lot of people that like track and field. Yeah, but you need you need some stars. But I don't like. You know what can happen this year is we have World Cross Country in Australia. Yeah, a week later is Melbourne Track Classic. Yeah, like hopefully someone is speaking to like, big the Kenyan the Kenyan Federation whoever like yeah. saying like. Joshua Chapter guy is going to be out in Australia. Yeah, surely someone's trying to make him stay and do do some kind of race because at least that's going to get distance fans going for sure. Um, they should do it. Honestly, I know this sounds um, silly, but it's like you know, back Olympic Park. We talked about this before. It was the most amazing stadium. Like, oh yeah, it was so, so good. many yeah. races there. It was, we grew up. I grew up racing on that track. Um, I used to. I remember driving past it like when I wasn't racing, I'd start to get nervous because my brain would <laughs> really? associate being like yeah. a kid going there to race. Um, um, and then there's Albert Park now, and it just doesn't have the same feel. It's nah. a bit soulless, and it's like if you they should do you know like what Steve Deneen does. He does a great job at Box Hill, you know. And these are obviously far small, smaller scale, but you know when he's got like beers on and yeah, get exactly. people like standing you know near the track and make it like a big event. I do um, I, like. I also do think it's it is hard timing. Like we are against it yeah. with the timing. For like when it's in the European or American summer, for sure. Like that's when everyone's ready to go. No one's really thinking about running quick. Yeah. When we are having our races. Yeah. Um, we like a big part of why the races used to be good as well was Maury Plant. Yeah. And he definitely. had all the connections. He was the reason all these athletes used to come out. He's bringing them all out. Yeah. Um, and so, obviously, yeah. Since he's died, like no one has kind of yeah, really replaced such that. Big shoes um, to fill and no yeah. One's filled them. So yeah, I don't know. It, it does. It is. It is a hard thing to do for sure. But yeah. I think there needs to be a lot more 
opportunities. Um, and people need to work together, I think, as well. Like, you got the, like, whoever's right, like, organizing the meet, then you got the officials and, like, they're clashing and stuff. Where, yeah. like, you look at Sound Running when Jack were in 2715, they looked and it was going to be windy. So they moved the meet to the next day. Yeah. And it's just like, imagine trying to speak to the Athletics Victoria officials. Yeah, to do that. And to do that. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you're right. It's just, yeah, it, it costs a lot of money to get um, these meets, uh, like official meets. For sure. And they don't really yeah. like help you. Like there's no back and forth to, Definitely. to make compromises and stuff. So it's, yeah, it is hard, but. Another thing also, the like the night of 10s in the UK yeah. when they're like, you know, standing under those big sort of like mm. um, tent things on the track and it's like there's, it's massive party vibe, right? There's like people like drinking and all that. And it's like, you could say it's sort of unfortunate that you need alcohol at a sporting event, but it's like, if you look at it, it's like the AFL grand final or, exactly. or AFL yeah, thing, yeah. you know, you look at like the F1, these big events, you look at the races, okay? Entertainment, it's, a, it's, an, it's entertainment, right? And I know they're, they're not going to like me saying this. I don't really care. Um, Doncaster Athletic Club, of which I'm a member of, they put up this, they put to this mile um, event a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago. And I was speaking to someone there about it and I was sort of, you know, asking like how to make it a bigger event and all that. And I know that the, they voted against having alcohol. Because they were like, you know, whoever whoever it was on the on the board of whatever, they just decided, oh, we don't need that. We don't want to be. And it's like, well, unfortunately, if you want to create this amazing atmosphere, you need to follow in the footsteps of all the other sports. And it's like, well, they have, you know, they have alcohol, they have good food trucks and stuff like that, and make it like a bit of a little festival thing. Yeah. And then you have people on the track for sure. That doesn't mean you need to be have it like a massive thing where everyone's getting drunk. It doesn't need to be like that, but at least if you create this sort of a bit of a party atmosphere and that's what Steve like, Deneen's tried to do at yeah. Peck and it does work. You know, yeah. You've got everyone on the track screaming. But you need to like, the thing is that they're not providing it is, is a good product. Yeah, like that's the, the, the races aren't that good of races. Like yeah, you don't have sure. like the best athletes racing each other yeah. and it's exciting in that way. Yeah. So it's, you got these races that aren't that that good and then you got a 10 minute break yeah. because the schedule's bad yeah. and so it's like what do you do all right you just like kind of talk and it's like all right here's the next one yeah all right this is kind of a boring race so True. it's like yeah it, it does sound bad like you need alcohol or something like that but like you need to create a bit of like a Something. atmosphere yeah music and, and all that and, and but even like what, fun, you, but what you guys did at the pulse 5k, 5K yeah and it's like you guys tried i remember <laughs> this is quite funny you are not a stress person at all and I remember you saying to me like we were sitting in the house and I think it was after the event and you said I go how do you think it went and you go really good and you go but you know what I go what and you go that is the first time I think I've ever been so stressed in my life like yeah. I was just thinking and you know what it's that's because you worked so hard on that to make that you know you thought about everything you thought about DJs you thought about and it's like that was the first one yeah and I think it was really successful you did make a slight little mistake by leaving most of the beers in Coles's car without, <laughs> yeah, yeah. without realizing so everyone thought the beers <laughs> ran out I couldn't do everything but, though, like. <laughs> so, but you know that was a really good thing and everyone that went there loved it you know and there's definitely there's things even like what the AMPM guys put out that um you know that mile thing unfortunately unfortunately for them they didn't have a heap of entries because it was poorly timed i think yeah with, you know putting a track race so close to melbourne marathon when people are training but it's like still what they did they were 
coming up with something interesting, you know, good branding, you know, good partners and stuff like that. And it's like I feel like we need, you know, at Collingwood Track and there was a bunch of people there, you know, they're all well-connected, bringing their friends and stuff down. If that was probably, you know, if they did that in summer and I'm sure they probably will do an event again like that in summer, but we need more things like that rather than I feel like, you know, that that the old way of it's like everyone, you know. Yeah, um, but we like need people at AA or Athletics Victoria actually driving, put, driving yeah. and putting it and not just like the old – People yeah, that old, like have right, done it for a few years. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, this is how it runs. It's yeah. like, we're not changing. It's like, exactly. Yeah. And that's a massive pro- a cultural problem, problem with like, di- like running is yeah. like, oh, this is tradition. It's yes. Like, yeah. That's well, how we you're going to die. Like it's 2022 100. now. So 100%. Yeah. Yeah. We, were they doing the night of 10K? Was that looking like that in the 1950s? Yeah, probably no. not. But and like, look at cricket. Like they've made new yeah, forms made of the game. Yeah. So, um, and it's just like all the people that, Follow the tradition. They didn't like it, but it's like, yeah, you, cricket wouldn't exist. Yeah, probably. Exactly. So you just got to adapt, right? Yeah, yeah. Jeez, we're getting a bit big question, up. big answer. Yeah, <laughs> be worked up from that, and I love it. It's like me and you go a lot. It's like, well, we're going to be the ones. Nah, nah, nah. Like <laughs> <laughs> we're too busy right now. Yeah. So, but someone listening, hopefully, we've uh, we're, they're going to get a kick up the bum. Um, a question here. I'm going to butcher this now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> me Connolly. Me Connolly. Me, me yeah. Connolly. Yeah. Unless you mistyped it, it's Mia. Oh, that could, no, <laughs> could you, wrote this, well, you wrote this one out. So, yeah, Ooh. do you prefer running to podcasts or listening to music? Uh, so I have to come out and say that I do not listen to podcasts. <laughs> Maybe the fact that I'm on one is a contributing factor to that reason. Uh, other than comedy, sometimes there's a few comedians that I like listening to because um, I like laughing, makes me happy. But I'm obviously a massive music head and I li- love listening to music running like all the time. I could, I will listen to, I, if I didn't leave my good bloody headphones on the plane to um, Launceston and I'm waiting for my new ones to arrive, I would do every single aerobic run with headphones by myself. And yeah. I know you really don't. I don't, I don't usually, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, mate? <laughs> I don't usually listen to uh, either. Yeah. I don't know. I just, don't, you just I, like the head noise. Yeah. Head noise. You listen to my thoughts. But um, <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't really need it like so occasionally in my afternoon runs I'll, I'll take my phone and then it's either or really like i don't listen to many podcasts but if i if i do see one that i'm interested in i'll listen to that but other than that's just music yeah the same yeah few songs i definitely don't listen to um music in workouts i think that's for us especially. oh yeah it's like about i find it i find a lot of like my athletes will and they get like pumped up from it but i feel like for me you know, it's um. Imagine you're a track session like yeah. there's like a train ten of us, yeah, and you're in the middle listening to music, yeah. Which is what, yeah, we we used to. I used to wear like when I like would be cycling, I'd have headphones, really, yeah, yeah. riding hard like in a group, and we often a lot of us would have headphones in, doing hill reps and stuff, headphones all the time. But cycling is a little different. Running, mm. it's just you feel like it's sort of annoying you or something. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah. Um, Nathan Jolliffe, is that how you pronounce Nathan's name? I think so. Friend That's of the podcast, been, it? yeah. Um, first time writer in a writer. Uh, this is this would be good for you to answer, Brett. Yeah. What are your thoughts on chewing gum while yeah. running? Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett has a phobia of gum. Phobia of mint. Any mint flavored things. things. So, um, but then also 
any flavoured chewing gum. It's just like the thought of it is... Makes you sick, right? Yeah. You hate I hate seeing people brush their teeth. I hate if someone comes close to me when they're brushing their teeth. I hate when Geordie leaves toothbrush in the bath, in, in the uh, shower. <laughs> it's just like... It is very oh, interesting how that came about. It's, yeah. It's got to be It really like when I... Even when I'm going to brush my teeth, it's like I start building up saliva because it's like... Makes you sick. Even like right now, I feel like I'm just... <laughs> the thought of it, it's like literally gross. I remember when we were back in the Hawthorne house and Saskia and I were fucking mucking around and it was like time for bed and I made, I was doing some sort of joke with your toothbrush. But no, I I wasn't doing I didn't even go near it, but I was making you think that I was and you cracked it and you just grabbed your toothbrush and I like, threw it in the bin. You know, yeah, I can't. And I'm like, like, I didn't, oh. like, you just didn't want the thought of it. Yeah. And like, you've, like Is that so, why your breath always sticks? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, it's like even someone touching my toothbrush is fucking gross. But um, I hate like if Saskia puts her toothbrush like, in my toiletry bag and it's like <laughs> touching my tooth. Like it's just like, <laughs> so it's funny. Like, yeah. Um, so to answer that for me, no, for you, no, for me, uh, I actually do occasionally, um, I do like chewing gum. Um, and I, yeah, I like, I have in the beginning of certain runs and I actually ran with Jack last week, um, Jack Rayner on Friday and I had gum in my mouth when I started the run and I, was talking to him about it. I go, isn't it fun? like I sort of like running with gum, but then it gets annoying. So then I have to like find a bin and I like ran past food in a bin because I bet you don't find a bin. I bet you probably just throw it on no the ground. That's what fucking that's the worst thing about chewing gum as well. Yeah, that's it's like, it is gross. No, I found a bin because I hate people that do that. Um, but I asked Jack and Jack goes, I used to race with gum. And I'm yeah, like, what do you strange. mean? And he goes, Yeah, it was a it was like a a uh, ritual. And he's like, I used to like put a fresh piece of gum in and race with it and then I would spit it out like 1,500 metres. And I was bin. like, gross, <laughs> you are not finding a bin on the track. Someone like behind him is like got their alpha flies on, stepping on gum. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Slowing him down yeah. like 10 seconds a K. Yeah. Um, yeah, there you go. A uh, couple last silly questions here. Matt McKenzie, we've always knew this was going to come up. Can we see the photo of Brett from when he was in ISO or nah? Let me tell the story again. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um, I suppose now that someone's asked politely. I we'll, guess we have to. I, I, didn't, I didn't want it to come out, but if, <laughs> if it has to come out. I guess we're going to post That's it what the people want. That's what they get. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's oh. all we got. <laughs> <laughs> One last question, Brett. Uh, Go on, read Amazing it Venice. Does Bretto get jelly of Joel's flawless jawline asking for a friend? Do you, mate? Not one bit, mate. Like, <laughs> you're just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing you might have slightly going for you. Oh, <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. You get distracted by all the other fuck things in your head. Jeez, so that, sounds, like, that sounds like he's pretty jealous, bit, amazing no, Venice. I'm a bit jelly. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I just wanted you to read out jelly. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, just another reminder, the Blue Line has launched. So head to thebluelineline.substack.com and please sign up to our mailing list. Thanks, guys. See you later.